Thank you for joining us. We're sharing with you this evening a homily that I delivered on Christmas Eve 2021. Merry Christmas. reading from the prophet Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden, and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors, and all the garments rolled in blood, shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of the Lord. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. My friends, these last few years have been brutal, horrible. So much death, so much suffering, so much political tension, so much economic uncertainty, so much cultural stupidity. There's still no light at the end of this pandemic tunnel close to two years later. Two years. To make matters worse, there are still many people out there who deny the seriousness of this pandemic. But for many of us in this parish, we have deceased parents, deceased spouses, dead family members and friends whose blood cries out from their graves, declaring otherwise. On top of all of this, so many, so many of us haven't been able to visit our beloved family members either, the ones who are still with us parents and siblings and children and grandchildren, as much as we would like to, as much as we desperately need to. The people that we want to visit, that we need to see the most, often are the ones that 
we can't see at all. For the very act of seeing them, the very act of hugging them, puts their lives and ours at risk. And we're starting to feel the weight of two years, two years lost with them, two years of memories with them that this pandemic has robbed from us. Many of us are losing our health, our mental and physical well-being. Yes, yes, sure, like we've sought to do what love requires of us during this season, but it has come at a cost, our health. And yeah, we've been able to keep our heads down so far to do what we have to do, to just keep going to survive, but the strain of all of it is getting to us. Emotionally, physically, it's taking its toll. So much so that many of us now are coming out of these last few years with an addiction, or two, or three, that we did not have before. And we're realizing just how much we don't have it altogether. Just how broken and wounded we really are. And we slipped into it because we were just trying to cope. Because there is no script for any of this. No manual, no guidebook, not even a surviving a global pandemic for dummies book, right? We're just trying to do the best we can, but our best never seems like it's enough. Always, always one step forward, five backwards. This season has been hard, painful, depressing. We Episcopalians are not the hellfire and brimstone type, but I think we all would gladly make an exception for the years 2020 and 2021. They can go straight to hell. Can I get an amen? All of God's people said amen, right? And this virus, likewise, straight to hell. Anathema. And I'm supposed to get up here in front of all of you and give you a message of hope this evening, a message of joy, a message of peace, of love. All of that good, jovial, jolly, Christmassy stuff. But I must confess, I'm not there. I'm not there yet. I'm not sure I'm ready to hope yet. I mean, have a holly jolly Christmas came on the radio the other day while I was driving to church, while I was driving to work, and my response to hearing it, well, let's just say that I said a few words that probably made some angels somewhere cry. (laughs) Somewhere some weeping elf scratched my name off of Santa's nice list. (sighs) Then right after that song, of course, more salt in the wound, right? Another one came on, and it went like this. Oh, you know it. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, your troubles will be out of sight. I was filled with waters of rage whenever I heard those lyrics. What a lie! 
Right now, that is total BS. Absolute rubbish. Just because Christmas is here, it doesn't mean that our troubles are going to be out of sight or that our hurts are going to be light. For many, if not most of us, Christmas this year is the exact opposite of all of that. It's a glaring reminder of just how much our troubles are directly within sight. A glaring reminder of just how heavy, not light, our hearts truly are. (laughs) I know what you're thinking. Man, Father TJ is really leaning hard, hard into that Ebenezer Scrooge impression this year, isn't he? Well, bah humbug. (laughs) You can say it with me if you feel the same way I do this Christmas, and you know you do. Bah humbug. My friends, I just think it's important to acknowledge how not okay we are. We're not okay. Yes, it's Christmas, but there still is no light at the end of this pandemic tunnel. And yes, it's Christmas, but our hearts are still mourning the loss of our departed friends and loved ones. Yes, it's Christmas, but we miss all of the family members that we will not be able to see yet again this year. Yes, it's Christmas, but we are terrified because the future looks uncertain and uncertain and scary economically, politically, culturally, and globally. Yes, yes, it's Christmas, but we are not okay. And you know what? It's okay to not be okay. It really is. Why? Because when you cut through all of the holiday commercialism, all of the consumeristic crap on TV right now, all of the holly jolly tunes on the radio, all of the shallow, festive platitudes being echoed everywhere, we can finally, finally get to the central message of Christmas, the true meaning of Christmas. That God meets us here in the darkness. God meets us right here, in this darkness, in this impossibly hard season. The verse from Isaiah for today, it doesn't read, does not read this. (laughs) It doesn't say, the people who walked in the brightness have seen a great light. Yay! Those who lived in a land of radiant light, on them even more light has shined. Ho, ho, ho! Have a holly jolly Christmas. No, it doesn't say that. It says the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness. On them, light has shined. And what is this season of life, my friends? If not deep darkness. If the message of Christmas teaches us anything, anything at all, it's that Christ is born in the midst of our darkness. Salvation is birthed 
during seasons of immense suffering. According to Isaiah's vision, the child who would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, was to be born during a time when the people's shoulders buckled under the yoke of suffering. During a time when the people were repeatedly struck by the rod of inhumane cruelty. During a time when the blood of the deceased was still present on the boots and the robes of their murderers, their oppressors. The Messiah was to be born during a time permeated by deep darkness, during a time when all hope was lost. This, this is where God meets us. God meets us in the darkness in the hopelessness. God does not promise to take all of the suffering away, my friends, all of the darkness away. But he does invite us to come and to receive the light from the light that is never overtaken by the night as that ancient Easter hymn proclaims. God does not promise to take away the valley of the shadow of death, but he does promise to walk through it with us. God does not promise to take our dark night of the soul away, but he does promise to illuminate our blackened skies so that we, like the Magi, can wisely follow the star of Bethlehem to the salvation that is being birthed in the manger of our hearts. God does not promise to take the depression away, but he does promise to illuminate our midnight hour with angelic hosts so that we, like the shepherds, can find our way to the place called the House of Bread or Bethlehem. Christ is born in the midst of our darkness, every single time we listen to those angelic voices and make the journey to kneel at this altar rail, this house of bread, this Eucharistic Bethlehem. God does not promise to take the darkness away, but he does promise us this, that in the middle of our dark night, we will find out just how near to us God truly is. For the Messiah born this day is not only called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, but he is also called Emmanuel, God with us. God is with us even in all of this darkness. God is with us even in this hopelessness. God is with us even when we suffer. God is with you right where you are, not where you wish yourself to be. In order to find him, to experience him, you have to let yourself be precisely where you are right now. 
If you are depressed, be there. God is with you. If you were utterly exhausted, be there. God is with you. If you are addicted, be there. God is with you. If you are losing faith, losing hope, losing your sanity, God is with you. If you feel like giving up, God is with you. If you are brokenhearted, God is with you. If your life has been shattered, God is with you. If you are sick and dying, God is with you. And even when it doesn't feel like God is with you, God is with you. And even when you are angry with God, God is with you. And even when you have lost all of your faith in God, God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. Even now, he is making a Bethlehem out of the shattered remnants of your life. Even now, he is making a manger out of your broken heart. Even now, he is making your addiction the temptation he overcomes in the wilderness. Even now, he is making your suffering the very cross that he bears. Even now, your tears are the nails that he lets pierce his hands and feet. Even now, Christ feels your God-forsakenness as he cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Even now, your agony is the spear that he welcomes into his side. Even now, your hell is the Hades he hallows. Even now, he is making a communion of saints out of everyone dying in hospital beds. Even now, that ancient hymn, Where, O death, is thy sting, where, O death, is thy victory, is rising out of every grave that you've ever stood next to weeping. Even now, God is filling the void of your loneliness with angelic song. Even now, he is emptying out the tomb of your Good Friday. Even now, he is turning your Holy Saturday into his Easter Sunday. Even now, even now, your grave clothes are already falling to the ground. Even now... He is making the wounds in your hands and your side living testaments to just how much you can take. Because God, God is with you. One day, others will touch your wounds and they will marvel. They will marvel that the grave could not keep you that the valley of the shadow of death could not shackle you, that this time of deep darkness did not have the final word in your life, that it could not keep you buried. Even now, a child is born into your suffering so that you might be reborn into his resurrection God has already become everything you are so that you might become everything he is. Yes, even now.
the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them the light has shined.